You're listening to the Better Health Podcast with April, a platform dedicated to coaching women in areas of health, lifestyle, and legacy by speaking with leading health and wealth experts and with the goal to inspire women to thrive in their lives today and in the future. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode today on Better Health. I am co-hosting with Caitlin and we are going to be interviewing Emily Chambers, who is a hormone health coach and she helps women heal hormonally and she'll be discussing herbs that can help with imbalances and we'll just dive into a whole range of hormonal topics today. It's going to flow and it's going to be a really great conversation. So welcome Caitlin and welcome Emily. Yeah, and so glad to be here. Yes. yes, I'm so excited too. I know. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Alrighty. So to start off, I always like to ask the question for our guests, um, where are you from and what was your childhood and family like in regards to health? Yeah. So I'm from Georgia. I'm from Gwinnett County. So it's like 40 miles east of Atlanta, but I live now in Western North Carolina. So mm. I've been there four years ago. But my childhood, you know, we were really healthy people for the most part. You know, we ate at home. I mean, we ate McDonald's and the fast food. And I was I was really active. I played fast pitch softball and I was really into sports. But when I was eight years old is when I started with acne and having mm-hmm. acne issues. And I would go to the dermatologist. And in the beginning, I was on like topical treatments and like creams and things like that. Mm-hmm. And as I got, I didn't really care when I was that young, you know, I was, you know, I was little, I was in like third grade. I didn't care that I had acne on my face. It wasn't (laughs) big deal to me. But as I got older, it started to become more of an issue. And then I started with the whole antibiotic journey and then Mm. with birth control. And that was, I was on antibiotics for about seven, eight years on and off um, and birth control for four years. Um, so, you know, I was healthy, but something was happening in my body that I didn't Mm. know. My parents didn't know the dermatologist didn't try to figure out. They were just like, oh, when you get older, you know, it'll be fine. I went through puberty really young Mm. and they were just like, you know, when you get older, your skin will clear up, but it didn't. It never did. Mm. (laughs) You know, it's good now, but I'm still, you know, I still wake up and I still get pimples and I still have issues. Mm. My body needs a lot of love and a Mm. lot of detoxing and support more than an average person's would. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. It's a lot of great background context. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are like, whoa, like I struggled with the same thing or I, I struggle with acne still and I'm an adult. And I know on your account on Instagram, the fertile glow, you kind of had some um, posts about your acne and you know yeah. how to clear it up and your journey through it and why you're actually thankful for it, which mm-hmm. is so neat to have that mindset. And I really love that about you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so leaning into the next question, what ended up getting you into health and doing what you're doing today? Yeah, it really was this whole acne journey for me. And when I was about maybe 15, 16, I started to realize that I couldn't be on these pills anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I was, I think it was in like eighth grade, I was going into high school. And my dermatologist at the time said, your only option is Accutane. We've tried every antibiotic they use to treat acne, nothing's working. So you can only do Accutane. And we really thought about it, we considered it. And I wanted to do it because I was so desperate. I couldn't remember what my skin looked like without having a pimple on my face. And I just wanted it to be over with. 
And I was scared it was always going to look like this. But Mm -hmm. we went to a different dermatologist. And that's when I went on birth control and antibiotic at the same time. And Mm. when yeah, it was it was hard. And that's really (laughs) a lot. Yeah, it is rough on the body and rough on the gut. Um, But a couple years into that, I realized I couldn't be on these pills anymore, just intuitively knew that. And I thought, you know, one day I'm going to want to get pregnant and I don't want to take antibiotics the rest of my life. What's going to happen when I stop? And I started getting into the holistic lifestyle, you know, learning about all of this. And I became vegetarian and I was trying these pills and taking like milk thistle and probiotics. And eventually I stopped taking antibiotics to see what would happen with my skin, just taking birth control. And it was fine. You know, everything stayed stable. So then I started to think maybe it's hormones. And then I just, I didn't even talk to my doctors. I just stopped taking birth control and all these symptoms I was having, like I would have two to three migraines a month, horrific migraines, you know, and I would have anxiety and I was having all these issues that I didn't even know were connected to the birth control. I just thought, you know, I'm living like a normal person. I didn't think anything was wrong. And when I got off of it, all these symptoms just went away, but then about four months later, I had the worst acne. You know, I have pictures on my Instagram mm-hmm. of my skin, and all those photos are of my skin recovering, not of it in the middle of it. So my skin was really horrible, and I still have scarring from it four years later. Mm-hmm. And that's really what just catapulted this whole journey for me. It's been like a whole life experience um, dealing with this struggle of acne, trying to figure out what's going on with my body, and no one literally listening to me. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's crazy, and I'm glad that you you know you were able to find the root cause of all these side effects we're experiencing. That so many people think, well, it's just normal. You know, migraines are a thing of life, and that's what we just get. You know, as a woman, and so like coming to the root cause of like, okay, it's the birth control that's doing this, mm-hmm. and. I know so many women who have been on birth control, who are on birth control and experience all the horrible side effects that it has um, hormonally. And so it's really neat that you were able to make that aha moment. And so I would love to know what were some of the like steps that you started taking once you got off of like the different pills and all that kind of junk? Um, mm-hmm. What were some of the steps that you started taking to heal and started seeing results with Um, And then uh, maybe we'll tap into eventually down the road, like different herbs and the benefit behind them. Yeah. So when I first got off of birth control, I was taking, of course, probiotics because I had found at this point, I don't think cycle syncing was really around and understanding, you know, post birth control syndrome. There wasn't a lot of information about it. And I was digging, I was reading clinical research on milk thistle and cystic acne and probiotics and gut microbiome and all of these things. I was really getting into it. So I started taking a probiotic. I was taking milk thistle. I was taking zinc and niacin. And I was just trying to heal my body and support it because I knew, um, I didn't know that birth control was depleting me. I didn't know that my minerals and my vitamin stores were completely shot, but I knew I needed to help heal the root cause of what was going on, but I didn't know what it was at this point. And unfortunately, that wasn't enough for me. So, you know, I had the horrible acne. And then after that, I started taking more probiotics and I was taking spirulina and maca. And that's really when things started to change for me, especially the maca. It helped to normalize my cycle. And then I was starting to see healing and recovery. 
And it was, you know, it was a hard journey and it's still one that I'm on. But with when I started taking the mock and I started noticing a change in my cycle and in my skin, and I started to realize that, you know, this thing that happens to me every month is bigger than I realized it was. It's more important than I realized it was. And those are really the first steps that I started taking um, to help people. That's awesome. I love, yeah, I really love how some of the first things that you started taking were um, all leaning towards the gut, you know, like gut healing and liver health, um, you know, all of those good things like the probiotics, the milk thistle for the liver, you Mm -hmm. know, that's just wonderful to such a great place to start your healing process. Yes, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wish I had known more about it. You know, I wish I I I had all the information I do now, or even half of the information as I would have been able to do so much more. But, you know, at the time, with what I was provided and what I had, you know, I was glad I made those connections, because I think it helped the healing process, you know, it couldn't stop what was happening. Because, you know, that was years of buildup in my body and trauma. But, you know, it did help start the healing process, even if it didn't keep me from, you know, having this explosion of acne in my body just completely shutting down. And when you started implementing those things, when, like, how quick was it before you started seeing results? And then like the journey from starting that to now, how long is that as well? Oh, man, you know, it took a long time to see results. Again, my skin was really bad. You know, in the time um, I went back on birth control because I was freaking out and I had tried everything. So I went back on birth control for probably like two weeks, had many, several migraines, called my Mm -hmm. gynecologist. And they're like, you need to get off this immediately. You might have a stroke. You know, these are symptoms of um, stroke signs with birth control and I can't take estrogen based birth control anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I was lost even more and I was still researching. Mm-hmm. So it was several months. I think it probably was six months it took to start to see any sort of healing in my skin. And even then, you know, I still had all of the scarring and still dealing with pimples when I woke up in the morning, it just wasn't as bad, but mm-hmm. From that point to now, it's been about four years. And I think probably about a year after, you know, getting off birth control and having my skin freak out that way, it started to level out and I it was more steady and stable. But, you know, it fluctuates every month with how I'm taking care of my body. Mm-hmm. And I can do that directly in my menstrual cycle. And if I'm having, you know, excess PMS or cramps or things like that, I know I'm not taking care of my body or I've been exposed to something. Um, but yeah, it's been a really long journey. It took a while to see healing. And that's what I try to emphasize with the women I work with is that you have to wait at least three months. You know, mm-hmm. that's bare minimum for me is three months, but it really can take up to six months and probably longer depending on the severity of your situation. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so you, you work with other women to help them with their acne, their hormones. What specifically do you do when um, somebody wants to work with you. What is the process, the protocol? <laughs> uh, how do they start? <laughs> yeah, so I have them fill out the health history form. And I look at everything primarily from a Chinese medicine point of view. I've studied with um, the Chinese University of Hong Kong to understand the principles of Chinese medicine. 
And of course, I look at it from an herbalism and a holistic health coaching perspective. But I really focus on Chinese medicine to try to get to the root cause of the issue that's going on. And from there, we look at lifestyle and diet and try and support and nourish um, what is happening in the body. Usually it's a liver issue or a kidney issue. Um, a lot of spleen deficiencies happening um, with our American diet and lifestyle. So really just looking and trying to find the root cause is the most important. And then finding ways to implement um, nourishment into your daily life that are actually achievable um, because not everyone can, you know, do what people in the wellness industry promote and the green juices and all this stuff. Most people can't do that in their daily life. So I try and find ways that they can make small but impactful changes. So, and I can actually really speak on this because I took one of Emily's courses and I absolutely loved it. And I wanted to just like recommend it to everybody because it is so worth it a hundred times over. Um, she, like she said, she does send out like a pretty detailed health intake form, you know, questionnaire to really go over your health history. But then when you actually sit down for the consultation, it's like an hour and a half of just such in-depth knowledge that you're you know, she's tying like all the pieces of the puzzle together for you. And then she even sends you like this amazing tincture, herbal tincture that is based on your individual needs. So it is just so individualized and it was such a great process and I really want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. First-hand experience right there. That's yes. amazing. <laughs> well, five-star review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So Ellie, okay. So you make tinctures yes. and could you just dive into a few certain like herbs and like what you put together and the benefits of them and then maybe tie that to like what are the hormonal benefits of it, you know, because I know milk, this milk thistle helps a lot with the liver, but how does that tie to hormones too? Yeah, so the liver, as we know, helps to detox any excess toxins, excess estrogen out of the body. Um, it creates a bile. It has a two, two phases of the liver detox, and it creates this bile that's sent to the gallbladder, and then it comes out of your body through your poop. And mm -hmm. when it's really important that that um, bile comes out of you. So that's why, you know, when you have estrogen accumulation or hormone issues, it's really important that you are going to the bathroom every single day to make sure that estrogen is coming out. But the liver is essential. And it's also in Chinese medicine, you know, it is essential for blood health and mm -hmm. it stores and governs the blood flow in the body, which of mm -hmm. course is essential for the menstrual cycle because it's all about the blood. Yeah. And, you know, when we have balances, we'll see anger, you know, um, anger is the emotion associated with the liver. Mm -hmm. And we'll also see, um, you know, like the breast tenderness and issues, um, PMS really with liver cheese stagnation. Um, when you're in your luteal phase and you're dealing with a lot of PMS, mm -hmm. most of the time it's caused by the liver and this cheese stagnation happening. That's a really mm -hmm. common issue with our lifestyles. Stress is extremely hard on the liver and mm -hmm. a hustling attitude, a let's go get it, you know, not taking a break type of lifestyle is really detrimental mm -hmm. on the liver. So the liver is essential for hormone health. And milk thistle just helps to 
support it, you know, it helps to nourish it. And that's an important aspect of Chinese medicine is mm -hmm. nourishing these organs, making mm -hmm. sure that they have the minerals and the nutrients that they need to function. Because like I spoke with Caitlin about this, actually, you know, we, we think about these organs, we're like, oh, we need to detox them, we need to get these toxins out. So we start trying to move the chi, we start to detox really hard on our livers and our kidneys, but we're not uh, supplying the nutrients and the minerals that we need for them to function. So we start detoxing, we start moving the chi and the blood in the body. And then, but now we're left with nutrient gaps and mineral gaps, and then we're in a worse position than before. So it's important to nourish and also detox at the same time. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a great, great reminder of like, you know, you know, you have to complement a detox or you have to complement the nourishment, like the two go hand in hand. And, you know, that's something that many probably just don't think about, like, oh, I'm detoxing, I'm getting rid of all the stuff, but it's probably really hard on your body at the same time. And you have to, mm -hmm. like, replenish all of what might be lost because of that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And if your um, hormone pathways aren't open, like you were talking about the liver, you know, there are two, you know, path two detox pathways for the liver. So if you're not properly going to the bathroom every single day, if you're constipated, mm -hmm. and you're trying to do a detox, this isn't going to be good. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Then we'll have more of a buildup, more of an accumulation, these hormones recirculating in the body, um, and just causing more issues than before. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like that is such a, such a problem. You know, so many women are constipated you know, daily where they're not going to the bathroom and, and who would have thought, like, I know back in high school and such, when I, if I didn't go to the bathroom every single day, it was just kind of like, Oh, like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it sucks. But you don't think, you think that, it's you know? normal. Yeah, exactly. And you don't think that it's actually releasing estrogen toxicity back into the body and that throws off your hormones. And, you know, so many people don't know that. And it just has to be more made more aware of that. Exactly. And that's when, you know, herbs like burdock root are really wonderful and powerful for detoxing and mm. just detoxing the whole body, but specifically the liver and the kidneys. Mm -hmm. But what happens is when people's bodies aren't properly functioning, the burdock will start to detox and get all of these things out, but it has nowhere to go. So that's mm. why you often pair burdock with dandelion root because it helps to make sure all those toxins get out of the body mm. because it's such a powerful um, herb burdock is and it'll mm -hmm. just get all of that um, stuff up from the body and you have to get it out somehow. So dandelion root is really supportive when you pair it with burdock to make sure that those toxins are getting out of the body um, because dandelion has an affinity for the liver and it helps to support that liver mm -hmm. detoxing process and make sure that binding to the bile happens and it comes out. Mm, wow. And isn't it amazing that they, these herbs that you've mentioned are pretty much, you know, your standard weeds in your backyard. <laughs> so like dandelion, if you go for like a hike in the woods, you often see burdock everywhere. And, you know, milk thistle is like another yeah. weed. And so these yeah. things are all around us all the time. And we just ignore it. Um, right. So you could literally go out in your backyard and, you know, probably dig up some dandelion roots if yeah. they're not sprayed and, you know, roast them up for a nice tea. <laughs> no, it is really crazy. That was one of the most amazing things to me when I started getting into herbalism was just how much medicine was around us. Exactly. I mean, my yard was full of violets, which 
violets oh, are yes. for the lymphatic system. I make it into a breast salve because it helps to get the mm. lymph system moving in the breast, which is so important. And I also have it in my lymph system tincture. You know, and we mm. have dandelion all over the yard and I had forsythia, which is great for the skin and um, wild rose. And it was just so amazing to see all these herbs <sighs> and flowers that were in my yard. And I didn't even know that they were special or important or helpful. And it, yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Um, I love now, you know, it's starting to get a little bit more spring where I live. Um, and so you're starting to see like the chickweed and the nettle. And it's just like these yeah. these greens, you know, that are so much more nutritious yeah. than spinach and kale. So yeah. much more. And like St. John's wort, I've never actually like harvested or anything like that. But, you know, that's something that is so prominent I, I know back in Wisconsin where I used to live, that's something that you can find in the backyard and there's so wow. much of it. And yeah. the, there's so many medicinal benefits to it as well. I know. I love John's work. I see it all over the place. I remember last year I was hiking up in the Blue Ridge Parkway and I found the big bush of it and I was so excited. And I was like, I didn't pick any at the time because there wasn't enough um, bush. It's an important aspect, you know, just making sure you're ethically um gathering your herbs, but it was just such a special moment when you're out hiking and you see these mushrooms and these herbs and you're like, I know what that is. And you're like mm. telling the people that you're with, like, this is what it's good for. Yes. A nice little like um, education, but also kind of like this tradition. I feel like mm. very connected to my ancestors and just to the land that I'm living on when I know mm. about the herbs that are around me. And I don't know how you all feel about this, but they say that um, whatever is growing near you, you know, all the different herbs that are growing near you is like those plants are speaking to you. And so it's like they're calling to you like you need a little bit of a liver detox. That's why there's all these dandelions in your yard, you know, <laughs> so it's something to like pay attention to the outside world, you know, and, you know, it's not just all about being indoors and Netflix, it's like yes. <laughs> outside, get outside yeah. and, you know, really like look around you and see mm -hmm. like the bounty that is around you. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And it makes you pay attention to the details. And so when you go outside, you're not just taking a quick walk and it's like, oh, I got to get this done with, got to get my exercise in. It's like take in everything, take in the fresh air, the wind blowing on your face, mm -hmm. um, like look around at the different plants and, and be observant. Like we, we've lost a lot of creativity and imagination just around us and kids need to learn how to do that as well. And yeah. so it's, it's a big part of, you know, our life and it can help just keep our brain active and um, foster ideas versus just being stagnant and just going yeah. about day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so, so Emily, what's your favorite herb out of all the ones that you try <laughs> that you use? Cause apparently you use some as not just like a tea, but topically, and there's so many different benefits and uses of them. What's one of your favorites? Oh my gosh, this is, this is such an, a mean, hard question. question. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real mean, Emily. <laughs> um, well, the one I most frequently use is ginger. So maybe that one's my favorite. Um, ginger is so great for um, your gut health and it's a bitter and it's warming and it really helps to stimulate your digestive system. Um, red raspberry, of course, I'm going to talk about red raspberry because that's the essential women's herb. That mm -hmm. one's just so supportive for 
you know, any sort of hormone issue, especially for PMS and pain, and it helps to nourish the uterus, which is so important. That one I give to almost all of the women I work with. Um, I have a big affinity for lymphatic herbs because I have a lot of lymphatic stagnation in my neck with my lymph nodes. So violet leaves, like we talked about, cleavers are huge. I love those herbs because they just help to make sure that lymph system is moving and clearing everything out because we don't want any of that buildup of toxins. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely. Yeah. So good to know. I, I do love ginger as well. And um, Caitlin and I actually recently on one of our podcast episodes we shot together talked about lymphatic drainage and how, you know, a rebound trampoline or rebounder is really great to get that working. And for people that are kind of like, oh, like I've kind of heard about that, but not quite sure. And as someone that experiences it in your like lympho nodes in your neck area, mm -hmm. um, could you explain like what are some of the side effects of lymphatic um, stagnation and how did you know that was a problem for you? And then um, the specific herbs that like help to stimulate that, that I mean, talk a little bit about that for our Yeah. So the lymphatic system, you know, it's one of the detoxing processes and symptoms, um, systems of the body. So, you know, it goes along with the liver, it helps to detox everything out. So that's one of the reasons why I don't use regular deodorant because the aluminum in it is absorbed directly into those lymph nodes. And then why I don't wear, usually don't wear bras and especially mm -hmm. underwear bras because we need um, our breasts to be moving. So the lymph, lymph system is flowing mm -hmm. because it, um, the armpit nodes will drain right into the breasts, but mm -hmm. you know, it helps to get all those toxins out and it helps mm -hmm. to move white blood cells in the body. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And what fevers and calendula actually, which I'm sure most of you probably know, calendula mm -hmm. is such a wide herb and it's usually used topically for like skin treatments and stuff, but mm -hmm. I use it internally as a lymphatic um, supportive herb and drainage. So Cleavers and calendula and violet leaves are so great for the lymph system. And what they'll do is they'll help to just get it moving. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you know, sometimes for some people, especially for me, you know, mm -hmm. moving my body and doing like the rebounding, like you're saying, and just getting moving is not enough for me. Mm -hmm. I need those herbs um, like the violet leaves to help get the lymph system moving. Um, and because if we don't, then we'll have, you know, the hormones issues again, we'll have hormones recycling in the body. Mm -hmm. um, the limb system is so important. And, you know, you can also do these herbs topically. So like I mentioned, the violet leaves is in my breast salve mm -hmm. and, and just make a little salve with it or make a poultice and put it on your lymph nodes on your neck or wherever mm -hmm. they're in your armpits or on your stomach. And it'll help to directly affect those um, lymph nodes. Um, but I've mm -hmm. had lymph issues um, for several years now, I had tonsillitis, I had to get my tonsils removed. And I had a, a lot of swelling in my neck just for years. Mm -hmm. And help taking these herbs has helped to combat that swelling and to keep it, um, keep it moving and keep it from getting too bad. Mm, definitely. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. And that's a lot of great contacts for people that are not quite sure what, you know, that is or how that works and um, then how you also use the violet um, to give context for people. Cause it's like, Oh, do I drink it as a tea then? And actually applying it um, topically is, is so beneficial. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. 
And uh, you know, the interesting thing though about the lymph system is that it doesn't have a pump like the heart does. And so you kept mentioning, you know, um, movement, which is so important, you know, for all body systems, but especially for the lymphatic system, that's why we were suggesting like the rebounder, you know, to really jump and get everything to be flowing. And that's why, like when you go get a massage and you were talking about your neck, a lot of people will do, you know, um, different, I forget what it's called, but different types of massage, you know, on your neck, um, you know, your lymph nodes are like where you mentioned, you know, in your neck, in your armpits, in your groin area and behind your knees. So like that dry brushing is so important. It's just anything that gets movement. So we can use herbs and, you know, bouncing around and <laughs> all right. of those good tools. Yeah. Um, in, um, in Chinese medicine, we have, which is really popular, the gua sha now. Yes. Um, it's been like the gua sha facials. Yes. So love you it. You can use the gua sha on your whole body, you know, oh, yeah. it, moving it on your arm and the inner thigh and the groin area, like you're saying on the arm. Yes. Oh, um, that's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So you can use the gua sha to help with that lymphatic drainage. It just like directly mm -hmm. stimulates it. There's also a lot of great, you know, like self lymphatic massage tutorials mm -hmm. on YouTube and stuff, especially for the neck. Exactly. And it's always just like really gentle. A lot of people think you have to put a lot of pressure and be really mm -hmm. like hard, you know, with the body, but it's just a gentle pressure um, mm -hmm. to help stimulate that flow. Mm -hmm. So good to know. And so many just different ways that we can just improve our bodies. Yeah. Um, before we start to wrap up, Emily, is there any key takeaways that you would like to give away to listeners? Um, anything at all that basically from this episode or maybe that what's on your mind? Yeah. You know, just that you can heal naturally. And, you know, sometimes you need support from Western medicine, of course, mm -hmm. but herbs are always a support system you know, finding the root cause is always going to be beneficial, regardless of whether you're taking Western medicine, or if you're going mm -hmm. the natural route, you know, understanding what's happening in your body is essential for not only healing, but also connecting with yourself. Mm -hmm. I have learned so much about my body, about who I am, from this whole, you know, 13 plus year journey that I've been on of healing. It has just been so incredible to get to know my menstrual cycle and get to know myself as a person. Mm -hmm. And I've come across all these wonderful healing pathways like the Chinese medicine and the herbalism. And just knowing that you can heal your body and it might just take a while, but you can. And these herbs are safe mm -hmm. and you, know, you don't have to be scared of using them. Of course, talk to your doctor if you're taking medication, but you know, getting with the right herbalist and you know experimenting and finding the things that are right for you is just so important and i think herbalism and chinese medicine helps to make me feel empowered and i know my clients also feel empowered knowing i can take this tea and it will help my liver it will help my lymph mm -hmm. system and these things that we've been talking about it's just it's really powerful to mm -hmm. know that you know you can help your body heal and you're not helpless cuz i felt mm -hmm. helpless and mm -hmm. I felt lost. And now that I have this knowledge, I just feel so empowered when something, anything comes up, whether it's like a burn or I sprained my ankle, I know to put comfrey salve on that. You know, mm -hmm. I know what to do now. And I feel so knowledgeable and empowered in myself because of this information I've learned. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amazing takeaways, Emily. Thank you for sharing all of that. <laughs> 
And so now into the hardest part of all, the rapid fire questions. Oh, I'm not rapid at all. If you can't tell. <laughs> Come on, Emily. Five seconds or less for each one. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one I have for you is who is the most influential woman in your life? They can be past, present. Maybe you know them. Maybe you don't. Anyone's on the table for you. Oh, definitely. My mom and my grandmother, <laughs> of course. I have a really strong um, female lineage. So my mom and my grandma for sure. Mm, wow. Look at that. Like yeah. five seconds and less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next one for you is one of my favorites. What is your favorite food? Oh, sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> I could eat sandwiches every single day for the rest of my life. I absolutely <laughs> love them. <laughs> that was very passionate. Yes. Yeah. I'm very passionate about my sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now what kind of sandwich? That's the question. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> where I'm going. Yesterday yeah. I had turkey on sourdough and it was perfect. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> Sounds great. We're going to have a picnic, all of us. Yes. <laughs> Next one. Are you a past, present, or future thinker? Oh, um, future. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I am prone to anxiety. So future thinker, mm -hmm. but I'm also really big on goals. So yeah. always looking forward in my life. I'm always five years ahead. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite travel destination or a dream destination of yours? Well, we just went to Ireland and Rome like a year oh, ago. Wow. Ireland is oh. just like my motherland home. So mm -hmm. Ireland is amazing. But dream destination, I think next is Scotland for sure. Wow. Just, just get them all, all done up there, <laughs> the yeah. northern yeah. ones. We went hiking in Ireland and did Wicklow Way, and it was incredible seeing mm -hmm. the countryside and everything like that. So. We want to do Beautiful. the same thing in Scotland. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sounds yeah. amazing with all the green rolling hills and everything, yeah. the cliffs. Oh, love it. And then the last one for you, are you a reader? If so, what are you reading right now? Oh, my gosh. I am a huge <laughs> reader. I just finished, um, if you know Karen Robards, she does like mystery thriller mm. books. Um, I'm really into mystery. And Lisa C. books are incredible. They're all mm. about um, – life in China and they're based on real life stories, um, but they're, it's like historical fiction, but they're amazing. So I would really recommend that. Um, currently I'm doing one of those like writing challenges where you try and write your own book. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm like wow. pause with reading so I can focus on that. Oh, that is so awesome. Okay. I have to ask, do you do any personality tests? And if so, like, do you know what your like Enneagram is or your Myers-Briggs or yeah, whatever? I'm an INFJ. Oh, classic. Okay. I'm an ENFJ. So. Okay. My partner is an INFJ and we have the same sun and moon signs. So we're like the same person. Our rising signs are different, but our personalities are like almost completely aligned. <laughs> no way. Okay. So my fiance and I, he's an ENFJ. And we're both like threes on the Enneagram if you do that one. And we're very similar too. So yes, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Well, um, to end us off, how can listeners connect with you, Emily? Yeah, I am at the Fertile Glow on everything. So my Etsy shop is where I sell my pre-made um, herbal blends and just single tinctured herbs. And that's mm -hmm. at the Fertile Glow. I'm on TikTok, of course, Instagram at the Fertile Glow. And you can find my website at the Fertile Glow. 
of course, and book a session if you would like to. Um, I also make custom tinctures. You know, if you don't want a session, I make custom tinctures and you just fill out a short form and I get back to you with the herbs I've chose for your tincture. That is so cool. I love the personalization and everything. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, well, it's been an honor, Emily. Thank you so Hi. much for this was so fun. Caitlin, thanks for connecting us and Thank being you. here. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Take care, guys. Bye.